yeah, like some people don't like community and like um, people are like, they talk too fast or like they keep referencing things or like, or, or like, you know, this one part is kind of sexist and I'm like, I don't like fun. <laughs> Should we start the episode? That was the cold <laughs> open. <laughs> okay, sure. Play the theme song. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to the I've been meaning to listen to the why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Hi, uh, welcome to. I've been, I've been meaning, meaning to, to listen, listen, to, listen to that. To that. <laughs> Sometimes, like the audio will lag, so that's why I, it'll. When I said it, it sounded. I've been mean to li- listen to that. Like I like slowed it down for you, um, <laughs> but it might have been the lag. Hi, everybody. Oh well, I. It's not lag for me. I always just try to make it sound as like awkward as possible. So oh, yeah. Um, speaking to of each making- their own. <laughs> Speaking of making things as awkward as possible, welcome to I've Been Mean to Listen to That, the podcast where we use albums we haven't listened to, to as a to conduit. To make things awkward. Yeah. <laughs> awkward. Hashtag awkward, baby. Ugh. Right? All babies are awkward. <laughs> babies are awkward. Like They are. <laughs> they don't have communication skills like what do you even do just sit around and cry all day like imagine if you're same, at like, but what like imagine if you're at like a college party up. and you shit your pants like that's awkward man like uh is, is this zoe de chanel over here because you're being adorkable <laughs> i don't really think that that has an an adorable element to the adorkable like, do you do you think on New Girl, like, there was an episode where Zoe Deschanel's character like pooped herself? That would be like. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I stopped following that show after like two seasons. I I like I I've been I haven't finished it, but like season four is like really good. Like I think it got good yeah. after like after it kind of shed itself off of that awkward branding. Like it was like just a good sitcom. I don't know. Yeah, I heard that it got better. So yeah. I've been meaning to watch that, I guess. I've been meaning to watch that. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I might catch up. I might, like, finish it sometime, but, like, not anytime soon. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. And today we're going to be talking about Case... No, uh, wait. Um, we're going to be talking about Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. Ooh. Ah. Sorry, there's fireworks outside of the place I'm recording. I was looking at those. <laughs> um, today, yeah. So uh, let's get into it. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, like, first of all, what are your thoughts on country music in general? Uh, I, well, I grew up listening to country music a lot. Mm. 
So um, I have a special um, distaste for it. Um, But it's not... Like, a lot of people don't like country music because it's a cool thing to do or because they're not familiar with it. I don't like it because I am so familiar with it. Um, And because, like, I have bad memories with a lot of it. Like, not bad memories as in... I don't know. That sounds weird, I guess. But uh, it's just... Because of bad memories growing up, I guess, like, I just associate it with those things um but there are certain things that i still uh will sing along to if i hear um because like i still know all the words and there are certain things that are a comfort for me and um with uh casey musgrave specifically um when that album came out like when when that album when Uh, same the first album same trailer different park Okay. Um, when that one came out, uh, I was definitely out of my country music phase, so it's mm-hmm. not like one that I associate with that time. Um, it's actually one that I found out about uh, from my dad because uh, when shortly after it came out, I think like. It came out in 2013, and in 2014, I, uh, like, moved for a a little bit um, to be with my dad, stepmom, and uh, my baby siblings, and uh, kind of took care of the kids a lot, Um, Mm. and uh, just helping out, because Eleanor was a baby at that point, so... um, so having... awkward. Yeah, so awkward. She's, I mean, she's not awkward. She's like actually so much cooler than me at this point, and it oh, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> so around that time, um, like when I uh, like so I would watch them a lot during the day. Um, at least the older two, um, because I don't really do babies as much. Um, and, uh, then when it was time for them to go to bed, um, my dad would play same trailer, different park, like on repeat, um, until Hmm. Violet fell asleep. Um, because she, uh, at that point was like trying to do math here. Um, (laughs) At that point, I think she was like four, if I remember. Cur- no, that's not true. Whatever. She was very young. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, and yeah, so he would play that on repeat. And so that's how I familiarized myself with it. And so that was just um, one country album that was actually associated with happy memories from the start. Aw. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, guess. I, it's the thing. The thing is, like, um, the thing when we say things like, uh, "Oh, all country music," is, like, or when people say, "Like, all country music is bad," or like, uh, you know, like, gen or generally, I don't care for this. I think it's important to like. I think it's great that you have like a a an album or 
uh, memories of an album that fall in in that genre that are positive. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing, like in general. Like, well, yeah, and before um, once we decided on this album, before listening to it, uh, I actually re-listened to Same Trailer Different Park for the first time in a while, and uh, I still love it so much. Great, um, yeah. It's just got like this. Uh, edge to it i guess that a lot of country music doesn't and um i guess one problem that i have with a lot of country music is that um it seems very fake so a lot of my problems aren't um, necessarily stylistic it's just um Mm. in the content of it and just that it's all very uh constructed like it's all um kind of about the same things uh they like ignore um, certain things like uh, Bo Burnham has a. Uh, I was about to mention him. I was about to talk <laughs> about that. Yeah, yeah, he has a bit about uh, country songs and um, a, basically about it be- all being like very constructed like that and like um, it uh, like how modern co- country music um, like how easy it is to write a country song that. Uh, will make you famous basically like it's not um like it's all an act (laughs) so like yeah what what is what is it about casey that made you think oh this is an authentic person this is like who she is like well one thing one thing that uh like struck a chord with me um even back then when like i kind of hadn't fully um, come to grips with my queerness and everything was like the line or like the song in general, follow your arrow. That's right. Yeah. I read about that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she has a line, uh, like, uh, kiss lots of boys or kiss lots of girls if that's something you're into. But like the way that she says it too, um, like, uh, thinking back about those lyrics i was thinking like oh well like if that's something you're into sounds kind of dismissive like okay well like if that's what you're into like go ahead um it's 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 like like, seinfeld's like not that there's anything wrong with that like yeah but uh re-listening to it um she like the tone that she has is uh completely serious and Uh um it sounds more like heartfelt like yeah, like if that's something that you're into, like go for it. And I think that uh, that's great. And that's not something that you find a lot in country music. And then uh, obviously, like uh, the drugs and everything is definitely part of that mm. edge that I was talking about. Yeah. So um, I love I know. Her. Yeah. You <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I, yeah, like I said, I, uh, just really loved that album and, um, I love her, but I still didn't like continue following her music after that album. I guess it's just one that like exists in this, uh, time capsule for me that mm. like, I can just like open up whenever I want to go back to that place. But like, I haven't gotten into any of her other stuff. It's like that one friend who you like. You know, in high school, you have no, like, bad memories of. Like, they didn't take money from you, like, Taylor. Um, and, but, like, you, you haven't reached out and connected with them, like, in a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She she would never take money from either of us. She's chill. She would <laughs> she would share drugs with you. Um, oh. 
Anyways. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I actually didn't realize that she was uh, into, like, like, I knew that she had the weed reference on the other album, but, like, I didn't realize that she, like, was as into drugs as she is until I was, like, reading, like, more about this album. But, like, apparently most of the songs on this album were written, like, while she was high. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I really like Casey Musgraves, and um, I wasn't sure like what this album would be but i figured like based on the album cover that um she had kind of gone into like more pop music by now um just yeah. because the like album cover um doesn't seem like it would sell uh for a country artist i mean since she already has yeah. a name in country i'm sure that it like is doing well. I mean, obviously, it has done well. It, like, won Grammys and stuff. Yeah. But, so uh, this album has four Grammys, uh, including Best Country Album and Best Album... And Album of the Year, which is a big... You know, it's a big accomplishment. It's a big deal. Good yeah. for her. Still think Janelle Monae should have won it, but good good job. I agree. I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I, I'm happy for you. Um, yeah, my preconceived notions of her is, you know... As, uh, I don't like saying this, but like, um, be before like listening to any of her music or knowing anything about her, was like, oh, she's a very beautiful lady. <laughs> like, she is. <laughs> she. Wait, is this a is this a new feat? Is this another segment of our show? Andrew is a sexist pig. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was always just kind of an overlying theme. <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> my worst nightmare. Um, no, like so there is that, but like also um, the first, like the one that was like the crossover hit was High Horse, which I really, really like a lot. And not to like spoil it, like who cares? They're gonna know in like an hour. But like, um, not to spoil it, but like I really like that song. I like how it's um, what's it called? I I like the. I like the I loved like the disco element to it. I and um it but also like it felt like it felt very country too. It had that country flavor that like still felt authentic and it wasn't like she was trying to like be someone else or like this is what you gotta do to be famous. I it felt like this is what she wants to do. This is like these are her interests and she's like doing them to the best of her ability, which I I like. And I was like I my other impression was like it was just like this was the, I have a lot of friends who like her a lot. And um, so like, I imagine this would be like the, like a way to get me into country in a way, a way to like get me into that genre a little more that has like some more cross, like some, some crossover between um, country and pop, which I'm a big pop fan. I love, I've been really, really liking like, female pop vocalists like Carly Rae Jepsen a lot lately. Like, that's yeah, been my thing. I've, like, learned more to embrace pop, or I've learned to mm. embrace pop more, like, in recent years. But, like, back when I listened to this album and just uh, in the past in general, I would have 
hated being associated with anything pop, even though, like, I probably did like a lot of pop music then. Like, it was probably, like, alternative pop or pop punk or, like, things like that, but it was all still pop. Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, even her, like, first album, like, had poppy elements to it. And as we're going to get into, like, in a different episode, probably, um, like, Taylor Swift albums, like, are obviously very poppy, even the early ones. And I used to be a huge fan, so Hmm. I was full of shit. And (laughs) pop is great. So I went into it, like, wanting and expecting to like it, especially since, and even though I know very little about her, I, like, I think she seems like a good person and a very nice person. So, like, yeah, I want to like good content from nice people. Well, that's that's the model of, that's the tagline for this show. Yes. I want to like good things from nice people. (laughs) Um, so let's get into the album, uh, shall That's we? That's my track new, track? uh, Instagram bio. <laughs> oh, that's very, I actually like that. That's very wholesome. I want to like um, good things from nice people. It's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also like, oh, wait, um, no, other... mine now is something about like, uh, being the arbiter of sleepy boy culture and I've got to like keep that title. So you should make it your bio. Just say I actually, I actually might do that. Like, um, <laughs> like, what's it called? Like, um, that's definitely what? on brand for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Um, the other thing was like, I kind of noticed that like I felt, um, if ta- if like um, not Taylor Swift, if like, I feel like th- I was expecting this album to be more pop because if it was a very traditional country album, I feel like it wouldn't get the acclaim it has right now. I felt if it was just straight, straight across the plate, um, same lyrics, but like just more traditionally country, I feel like it wouldn't have the mainstream crossover success it has right now. Um, which is an interesting thing about like how genre is so like meaningless these days. I like- know. I was just about to say that everything is so fluid, like. Um, you mentioned the kind of like disco vibes and everything and uh, she just she draws on like so many different genres uh, in this album that like you wouldn't expect of a typical country album and uh, then like of course you mentioned um, Old Town Road um, which is like a very obvious like crossover of genres and like I um I'm going to take a stand here and say that like old town road is good (laughs) and (laughs) it's like a a good blend of genres, I guess. And like something that you wouldn't um, expect necessarily. And he is paving the like way for, he is uniting country and rap and like bridging the gap and, Solving all this hatred between the two <laughs> sides. Guys, did Lil Nas X end racism? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um. So, yeah. Like, um. Also, just like, um. I feel like the the other part of that is also like, the if it was just straight across the plate, like country, or or even something like straight across the plate, like. I don't know, rock and roll or whatever. Like, 
I feel like doing the straight genre, just that one genre alone in an album is pretty much done. Like, yeah, I feel I like think you have tired. Yeah, like there's no you uh, two isn't gonna like have a number one anymore. Well, I guess it might, but like it's not gonna be as like no. <laughs> cr- critically like regarded anymore because they once you two like... started forcing their music on you, I feel like that was the um, sign that like they're kind of yeah. done like making number ones. Which you like... two, you're canceled. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> we heard that like Lil Nas X ended racism and U2's canceled. Straight hot on- takes here. Yep. Um, I got. A, I actually what have a few. I don't remember. I have like a few hot takes on this album that I kind of am a little worried about, but like I just I feel very strongly about them. So I don't know. Let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, right after this break. Hey, it's me, Andrew. Remember from a little bit earlier? I've been doing pretty good. You know why I've been doing pretty good? Because of this new web series called Delivered. That's right, Delivered. That's right, Delivered. Delivered is a six-episode web series following Corey, a college student and delivery driver who's wandering aimlessly through his life. And, okay, so this is the crazy part, alright? Get this. It's got jokes. It's got goofs. It's got gags. And it's even got a little bit of heart. Just a little bit. Like, not enough that it's, like, schmaltzy or anything. It's just got a little bit to, like, it's got, it's got a pumping, beating heart. It's really lovely. And, uh, it stars Ryan Luzzo, Kimmy Schofield, Kadeem Fuller, and Danielle Monson. And it's, it, I, I've seen the show myself. I'm not just talking out of my butt here. It's impeccably directed by Nick Morse. And the music, which is also really incredible, is by CU artist Sonny Tor and his Push Soul Collective. I mean, I, there's, there's nothing more I could ask from this web series, except maybe finding me long-lasting reciprocal love in my, um, <laughs> in my life. But, you know, that's maybe a little too much to ask for a locally made web series, so, I don't know. But, you know, if, I would say this, this would go from six stars to five stars if it was able to provide me that, but since that's a little unrealistic, I'd give it a five. So, um, yeah. You can find the show on Facebook and YouTube by searching Delivered Web Series. And by the time you hear this, at least the first three episodes will be available for your viewing pleasure. Episode 4 will be released September 25th, episode 5 on September 27th, and the finale on October 2nd. 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 I'm so sorry, John. John Murphy, the director who paid me to do this ad. (laughs) I feel really bad. Um, so check out Delivered, the web series, today, or tomorrow, but preferably today. I really love you. And we're back. Um, welcome back to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That and I Did. No, sorry. Oh, who cares? Um, let's start with Slow Burn. Um, I like this song a lot. I think this is a good song. 
I do too. Yeah. Um, I it's one of my favorites on the album for sure. Yeah. Um, I think the lyrics are very evocative. I think they they do a lot while saying very little. Uh, yes. Born in a hurry, always late. Haven't been early. Haven't been early since '88. Meaning, like, that's in a reference to like she was born um, of several weeks before she was expected uh, during her mother's baby shower. And yeah, oh my god. So she only weighed like five pounds, and then like the idea of like she's been just in general like kind of slow slowing it down and taking it taking it easy like her whole life basically i think it's like very chill yeah and also uh she wrote it when she was tripping on acid am i high right now with that factoid you don't know what being high is (laughs) i'm high on knowledge so yeah she loves smoking weed she loves um this was she was this was done on lsd she wrote the song on lsd i like the line grandma cried when i pierced my nose um me too yeah it's just like um again does a great job saying the scene with very little words like i think it's just like yeah I, i i any other thoughts on this one i think it's just really sweet i like it uh, I don't really have any thoughts. Like, I think that you pretty much covered it. There's not, um, she's not really saying much in this song, but uh, it still, it feels um, really personal. And it's, and it's got such a sweet sound to it. Yeah, yeah, I like this. Like, generally, yeah, I like this. I like the sound of this album. And I, I think she's not like like Taylor Swift. I don't think she's like the most gifted vocalist, but like um, she like what, with what she has, she does a pretty good job with. I think, like, she's not like knock yeah. you out, knock you out of your seat level good. Like, but like, it's it's very it's always pleasant. It's always nice to listen to generally, and like I get lost in it like quite a bit. Well, yeah. And, uh, she knows what to do with her voice, and I think that that's important. Yeah, like there're like people like Tom Waits or like Bob Dylan who are like objectively bad voices, but like they're able to make good music like with what they have. And uh I don't know. I like it. Um so let's get into Lonely Weekend. Um there's a lyric, Monday I was gone, Tuesday you were working late, Wednesday went to hell, and Thursday kind of had to wait. Yeah. And uh, kind of reminds me of scheduling this podcast. Oh. Uh, uh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's uh, all my fault. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, sometimes. Um, <laughs> um, I don't Monday, know. Like, I was gone. Monday, or Monday, I was gone. Tuesday, Tuesday I was working late. Wednesday, I went to hell. <laughs> you um, went to hell? <laughs> Yeah. And Thursday kind of had to wait because you were in hell. Mm. Yeah, Thursday had... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Lucifer was like... And then Friday, like, I was leaving because I had to go back to hell? I don't know. You had to go back to Earth. Like, um, the, the Satan was, like, so, like, like, oh, she keeps, like, spouting queer theory at me. And then she, he sent you back here. <laughs> That's... I don't know about that joke. <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, I don't know. What do you think of this song? Wait. 
is the moral of that story that uh, spouting queer theory sends you to heaven? Maybe. <laughs> it, sh- it could. I'm very open. <laughs> I would love. Th- I would love it if that was the case. Um, I would be a big fan. Um, yeah, the truth is that all the homophobes are the ones going to hell. Uh, that's another that's another hot take for y'all literally yeah because of hell because hell Uh, yeah yeah um so i'm i'm generally here for this relatable contents like it it's weird hearing like a country song about something so modern like oh fomo like oh my friends are out and like just like instead of like wrangling a tractor yeah it feels really out of place yeah, like a cut. Like uh, the the sentiment behind the song is, um, you know, you know, people like sometimes it's hard to schedule things with people. Sometimes it's hard to like get together with your friends. Um, but it's okay being alone sometimes. It's okay being not lonely alone uh, sometimes uh, by yourself. And um, it's relatable. It's it's certainly not like cathartic or groundbreaking in any way. But it's nice, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like, the the thing, I was kind of, like, I was expecting, a, the thing about this, I think I was expecting a little more from it in terms of, you know, this is such a, this is such a big, this is such a big album and, like, winner of the Grammy and, like, people seem to really, really like it. And I was just kind of expecting a little, like, all these sent, all these ideas in the album are kind of nice, but they're not, not, like, grappling with like huge themes maybe that's okay like and maybe that's good but like well yeah but that's why it's really a shame like not to um like put this album down or anything because like it's perfectly fine and obviously we'll give our ratings later but uh like i don't think that it was deserving to uh beat dirty computer um and yeah, that album just uh, actually says a lot more. This one is, like, sweet, and, like, I don't... I don't want to be patronizing in my terms, so sweet or cute is probably not the best way to word that, but, like, um, I don't know, it's poppy, so, like, it's difficult to find a different way to word it. Um yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really say a ton, and it doesn't really have, like, anything groundbreaking going on stylistically, either. Like, I do like all of the um, crossover sounds, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like it. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I like the song. I like uh, every every song I generally like. Like I think that's something that'll come across. Like yeah. I like them all, but like I just like there's that added. Like, there's nothing maybe, wrong with them. It's just like not there's anything wrong with it. Like but oh like, my god, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but like it's like um, it wouldn't have it wouldn't be under the scrutiny if it wasn't nominated for a Grammy. If it was just like a nice album that like. Like, Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion, like, I, I don't know, actually, I don't know if I'd be mad if if it got the Grammy, but, like, <laughs> but, like, um, I, I, it's such a, the reason it resonates with so, so many people is because it was this underground hit, and it was also, like, people weren't expecting such a mature 
album from like someone who like oh the call me maybe girl like they weren't expecting that and like now that like this has a grammy like we're kind of like expecting like all right this better be the best one or at least very very good because you know the grammys like are bad <laughs> generally yeah. um i don't know let's get into butterflies um I think it's very cute. I hate using that word, but like it's it fits. I, I feel like it's apt in a way. Like it's it's about falling in love and falling in love is cute. I don't know. Well, and apparently like, she wrote it about the guy that she uh, actually ended up marrying. So that's nice. Yeah. And also like produces the album, like most of it. Um, yeah. Well, like, and it's nice uh, because of that like butterfly theme, like uh just that cliche like oh you give me butterflies and stuff um like it's nice to see that work out um because that's always like such an infatuation thing and like um that doesn't uh that's not like really associated with anything long term i think so it's kind of cool to like see uh both of those together i guess yeah um it's a it's very like it's really sweet it's really it's like i think it's a lovely sentiment like and um uh just in um i love the vocal performance of like the vocal performance and and uh, out of the blue i fell for you like i love that part that like make that makes me like very happy like i love that like um and it like encapsulates what it feels like to be in love um that kind of, it kind of like tumbles out that phrase kind of tump yeah i think that it's her. very like, fitting <laughs> yeah i like the chorus i think she does a great job in general with like making the choruses memorable and hooky um i also like the writing of it it's like pretty it's pretty cool like now you're lifting me up instead of holding me down you're taking my hand instead of taking my crown, untangling all the strings from my rings that were tied. I didn't yeah. know him, and I didn't. Uh, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it took me a minute to um, like get that this song like wasn't about somebody who had hurt her before, because uh, like now you're lifting me up instead of holding me down, stealing my heart instead of stealing my crown. Like all of that sounds like this is somebody who has like acted that way towards her before. And so at first I was kind of like, eh, that sounds like that could be like something like emotionally manipulative. Um, but it's nice to hear that it's like not the case. I think that it just wasn't super clear to me personally in the writing. But I also, um, having gone through, like, what I have, am very, like, sensitive to those things, I guess. Yeah. I like you the said, line. like, yeah, like, <laughs> you are always talking about the No, no that's not what I meant. Abuse. I was agreeing with you. I was agreeing with you. That's <laughs> I all. know. <laughs> like, I was um, joking. Uh, I like the line, Cloud9 was always out of reach. Um, that's really, that, I like that. Um just like she's kind of reached up i think that's th that's like the common theme in this album is like this this she's kind of reached this plateau of like general happiness and general like which is like again like very nice to hear but it also like 
like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend season four, is that compelling to watch? Is that compelling to listen to? I'm in general, I'm generally happy that it's happening and in life that's great, but it's also like, okay, so we're just watching this person like sit around their couch, like sit around their couch being happy. Like, I don't don't think that you have to be um, in a bad place to write good things though. (laughs) I agree with that. Like um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, like kind of is kind of like, that he kind of like helped, like at least for me, like he wasn't the first one, but like for me, really solidified that but it's i don't know like is it it, it, that's just something i'm grappling with while i'm listening to this i guess yeah well um some of it though like i think is so enriched by her like warmth and happiness yeah i Um, get that i think that there's some of it that is like almost like too sickly sweet i guess and like it (laughs) does it is a little like boring um like butterflies is just kind of like i mean there's there's nothing wrong with it it's just not Not that there's anything wrong with it it's just not um super interesting um and but like there are some songs that we'll get into later on this album that like are um more interesting and compelling but like they also do have like that warmth and happiness to it that like you couldn't necessarily feel in her music in the past like she literally has a song about love being stupid and now she has an entire album about like how amazing it is to be in love and happy Aww. like <laughs> yeah like growth <laughs> yeah I, I yeah um crazy nice girlfriend a b a b b plus season <laughs> anyways <laughs> Season four, I think at least. Um, okay, so now we got Oh What a World. Um, it's kind of like a Daft Punk electronica, like country crossover a little bit. Yeah, which is um, the weirdest fucking thing. <laughs> like that is the weirdest so, thing that anyone has ever said about a country song. But that so, is what okay. it is. So this is like what Casey has to say about this song. Is she says, I refuse to let the ugliness of the modern world make me forget about the mystery and beauty that surrounds us on a daily basis. Oh, What a World was the first song we wrote for the album, and it set a sonic pathway I decided to chase. Futurism? Meet traditionalism. Vocoder? Meet pedal steep and banjo. So, like, that's kind of like what she was like. That, and I think that's really, I think that's interesting, like, for sure. It makes it, you, I think each song sounds unique in that way. Um, yeah. I felt it feels though on some, like I'll talk about this later, but like a lot of what Taylor has done with her previous stuff has I feel has paved the way for to make this happen and to make this more. I don't want to like is I feel like Taylor Swift kind of got martyred, martyred, martyred a little bit to like make this critically acclaimed in a little. I don't know how so. I think, like, well, I think there, because we listened to Fearless for the podcast, and that episode will be out soon, there's so many parallels to this album and that one. Like, to the point where I feel like if you switch some of these songs, like the lyrics, I feel like Casey could have written for Taylor Swift. Like, a lot, like, Oh, What a World could have been written by, like, could have, like, if Taylor's saying it, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Or, like, something like, you know, Love is a Wild Thing. 
I well, yeah, like this Taylor- is definitely the one that I got the Taylor Swift vibes the most about. Like, you had made that connection um, earlier. And and a lot of this, I was just kind of like, I don't know. Like, she does have her own style <clears throat> in a lot of ways that, like, Taylor Swift would never venture into. Yeah. Well, anyways, let's get into the song a little more about, like, um, there's not a lot to say. Um, I like, she's, like, talking about the beauty of nature, and then it transforms into, like, a love song. Like, like I don't know how as a, I, I'm able to, like, find a man as, like, you know, good, good as you. Um um, I really resonate with the line because you're here right now and I know what I feel. That is, I think, and I think that's why people like Casey so much is how confident and secure she is, not in just her relationships, but in what kind of music she wants to make. And say what you will, if you like or dislike her music, she's being herself. She, I, I have no doubts of her authenticity in any way. Yeah, well, and I think that that's a huge difference. Like, I hate to keep going back to... Uh, I was trying the, to get away from it. I'm I, well, I know, and I hate to keep going back to that um, because I think that that's completely, like, unfair to her as an artist because she, like... Um, like, I think that there are a lot of differences between the two as well. Um, and I understand like making connections because like we are going to talk about taylor swift on a future album as well but like uh i think that um there's a lot that sets her apart as well uh but um what was i gonna say uh i don't know i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) remind me what you said before because i was talking about how she is like authentic and how she was oh yeah um, that's that's the thing about her is that um, Casey Musgraves is actually authentic, whereas um, Taylor Swift like gave off the uh, image of being authentic. Like if anybody, like if um, industry plants are an actual thing, then Taylor Swift would be the closest thing to it. Except like it's all there, like the writings on the wall with her because yeah. like of who her like, parents are like, and the fact that right. like. She was uh, 15 when uh, all of this happened. And she, like, I don't know. She got famous from a very young age and, um, like, had all of this handed to her. Whereas Casey Musgrave has gone more of the, like, traditional route to get where she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Like, she popped off when she's, like, late, like, late 20s, like. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, she was um, 29 writing this album, which, right, like, yeah, yeah. this is uh, her uh, fourth album, uh-huh. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm being a bit unfair. Um, I, I, I didn't mean it. I don't think I meant, I don't think I, and some of, some of my comments in the future might be a little... <laughs> a little negative but like um generally that comment was not meant to be like i i it was more just like oh connections i guess or like oh like i I don't know maybe i was being maybe i was being a little too harsh um let's go to mother um so it's a little short ditty about like how um you know she's she's she has nostalgia about her mom and she's missing her and um uh i wrote down the note Reminds me of that Taylor Swift song, The Best Day, where it's a love song to her mother. 
eh, this doesn't <laughs> seem like best day at all. <laughs> Just like, but like, you know, like her, my mom took me to the mall when all my friends were being mean. Like, like, ugh. Not, and obviously, uh, they, they are like, just like, again, just like, kind of like making a little... I mean, people here. write songs for their parents. That's a thing. <laughs> like, but like... But like, this um, isn't a love song to her mom. This is like... I don't like know. Little... This has a level of realism to it. That like, the best day is like... I mean, she was a kid when she wrote that. And like, it has a very kid-like element to it. No, that's true. This is, um, like, very mature sounding, and I actually, I really like this song. I know that, like, it's very short and stuff, and, like, it, um, there's not really a lot to it, but, like, yeah. I, I... I like the melody. Well, yeah, and it's... Well, and I think that it contrasts really well with a lot of the, like, more, like, uh, upbeat, like, happy poppy things like it's just kind of like uh quieter and um sadder and like uh more vulnerable i guess this was written on lsd your favorite i'm kidding <laughs> was this one actually written on lsd yes yes oh. yes for sure 100 um that's a true fact um it's a short song but and i like short songs but like i feel like the potency there isn't a lot of potency in the vocal performance. It's kind of just like, I felt like the, the vocal performance is akin to like remembering, oh, I have to call my grandma. Like instead of like this yearning or this, like this, there is wistfulness, but like um, I felt, I felt like the vocal performance wasn't that potent. It, and this is supposed to be like the most intense song for Casey, apparently um, is what she kind of talks, says about it. Um I, don't know. I feel like you're you're not liking me very much. No, right it's no, you're fine. I Ugh. I agree with your criticisms and respect them. Okay, wait, you agree with them? Okay, that's all. I agree story. with some of them and respect yeah. all of them. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so let's get into love is a wild. I just saw a note that I wrote. I was like. Oh, did oh, it mention I, she Taylor who must Swift, not be yeah. named? <laughs> Wait, is Taylor Swift Voldemort? Hot take. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Anyways, um, um, there's a lot. Uh, love is a wild thing. I I do feel like um. Uh, there's a lot of vague, abstract lyricism that can occasionally come off as empty um which like something that happened a lot when listening to this album was i would space out and be like Ugh! and then just like realize like not re realize i missed both choruses and like the verses like the lyrics of them at least yeah well i think that it's um stylistic choices that she made um i think that like I don't know. I agree with you. Like this, uh, I like the lyrics of this, but I think that like it could be um, musically like more um, like uh, poignant. I guess I don't know. And it, and again, it just goes into you know what 
you know, does this deserve a Grammy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I don't think that. Like, I think it, some of the songs on it do. Um, yeah, like, I actually, but. I don't necessarily think that the album as a whole deserves the Grammy that it got. <laughs> yeah. I I do love, in general, I love the delivery. Uh, how she, del- like, we talked about how, how her voice isn't the most dynamic, dynamic, but, like, the delivery and the melodies are really solid, I think, uh, in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, s- like, I totally agree with what you said about how, like, she can really, like, write a hook. Like, yes, every uh, chorus is just um, so catchy and, like, it kind of, uh, I don't know, I, I, like, feel music a lot. And so I guess this one kind of, like, gives me the feeling of, like, kind of, like, water, like, like when you put your, your hand in like when your water a, breaks well when you put your hand in like a stream or something like that and just like the water running over it like i guess yeah 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 like her the choruses give me that feeling and like uh i'm not just saying that because of like the line running like a river i was thinking that about slow burn as well it's just got like this fluidity to it i guess yeah but yeah um i like uh and, you know, this comment I said about, like, um, the, you know, the lyrics, I'm, like, tuning out in a sense, it could be in, could be construed as, oh, they're vapid, or, oh, they're not, they're, like, too abstract, or, like, you know, um, vague, or whatever. But it, it, it could be, it also is, and could be, what you're saying of, like, it washes over you, and, you know, it's it's nice. It's, it's like, it's it's good to listen to. So... Let's get yeah. into Space Cowboy. Um, you could have your space, cowboy. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Well, I think that this one is, uh, it definitely shows that um, emotional maturity that you were talking about earlier. Like, uh, just that um, in relationships, she like knows when... They- to say goodbye, I guess, and that, like, it doesn't have to be this big, dramatic thing. It can be uh, just, like, letting someone go. And uh, Like Frozen. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, but, like, she... Uh, I don't know. Where was that? Let me see. Sorry for <laughs> messing, messing no, up No, you're the fine. Phone. I'm just trying to find something. Yeah, I, I like the maturity of like letting, um, you know, letting your letting the guy run off because and not chasing after him because you know because that's like a fruitless endeavor. I think that's very mature. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I say one well, more thing about Taylor? <laughs> go ahead. This is the, I think this is the last one. Um, but Taylor and Casey share the same writing style where they take a metaphor. Realize there is a lot of a lot of meat on that bone, yet wear it out to the point of exhaustion. Okay, well, I kind I agree with that um, because uh, on Genius they include this quote from uh, Casey Musgraves' Instagram. Um, so first, I want to include the quote that like like the end of it, which I actually really like, uh, where she says, "Make peace with what doesn't belong. You'll find something better," which I think is like. 
of course the whole uh tone of the song and uh <clears throat> that's the like more emotionally mature part of it and like i uh think that that's great because yes, a yes. lot of people uh don't think about things that way um and it is difficult to think about things that way like in theory it sounds amazing but then like when you actually get into it it like is very hard and like very back and forth um yeah but uh yeah so the rest of the quotes before that uh she says one day i was out at the barn watching the stallion charging powerfully from one end of the arena to the other bucking and galloping at full speed all alone though i was <laughs> safe on the other side of the arena wall it kind of scared me when he came flying toward me barely stopping in time my writing teacher saw him coming at me and yelled at me to move away. I said, I'm fine. The gate is closed. To which she said, girl, when they want to go, they will go. There ain't no point in even shutting the gate. It really made a mark on me when she said that. And I wrote it down. Space Cowboy came a couple days later with Shane Mc... McAnally and Luke Laird. And then she mm. says, make peace with what doesn't belong. You'll find something better. But like oh. that entire story... <laughs> is very like that is uh yeah it's that, like if, it's, it's that like if I wrote a what you said exactly true it's like if i wrote a song like love is a car like love is a car the steering wheels your heart the glove box is your ex or something like that like just like, yeah. just like going just exhausting a metaphor like like, following it to, like, the unnatural conclusion of, like, just, like, oh, I don't know. This could be this. Like, yeah. um, but I like, I like it. I like the song. <laughs> All <laughs> that being said, I like the song. I think it's a good song. It's, it's, um, I love her voice. It's soaring. And I like Sunset's Fade and Love Does Too. Like, it's very dramatic, but it's very sweet. Or, or maybe not dramatic. It's, like, very bittersweet and, like, melancholic, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't... Any other thoughts? I don't dislike the song, but like, it's it's not my favorite on the album. Yeah, okay. because it We're is at... hard to get past the metaphor. But anyway, happy and sad. This album. Well, before before that, we're gonna take a little break. Da 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 da. And we're back. So now we're gonna talk about happy and sad. Uh, what do you think of happy and sad? Uh, I really liked happy and sad. To be honest, because I uh, you don't have to be you don't have to like tiptoe around it. It's <laughs> <laughs> you know um, I'm gonna take a stand and say it's a good song. Like <laughs> I know that that's not a popular opinion, but like um, <laughs> you know the Grammys, this very indie, indie <laughs> yeah institution. <laughs> it's very underground. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so. Uh, anyway, like it. I do like it. I am that type of person. I am that bitch. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> I am the kind of person who starts getting kind of nervous when I'm having the time of my life. Oh, truly relatable. Like, it's very yeah. relatable. <laughs> Anxiety, man. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a bitch. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, like, um... It, the what must come what what comes up must go down it's a cliche for sure but some cliches need to be said 
again. Yeah. Well, like and some plus, cliches... Silver Lining is an amazing song, and it's full of cliches. So, yeah. Casey Musgraves can work with cliches, let me tell you. Well, like, I'll say one more thing about the song is like, it might be indicative of the writing of this album that she can't think of the word for happy and sad at the same time. Like, there's melancholy, bittersweet, ambivalent, torn, conflicted, cognitive dissonance. Although it might not slap as hard if she used any of those words. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like, uh, let's talk about Velvet Elvis. Um, so, Velvet Elvis is a reference to a portrait of Elvis that you hang up on your wall. And there's velvet, I guess. And she's incredibly proud of it. Yeah. I really like the sound of Velvet Elvis. Yes, yes. But conceptually, it's just kind of, okay. Yeah, like, there's, again, like, there isn't a lot of meat on the Velvet Elvis metaphor bone. Like, you hang it up, you're proud of it. It makes me feel good. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> like, um, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, like, it. The 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 thing about this, like, and some several other songs, like people might point out to me to, to like, oh, you like Carly Rae Jepsen, but those lyrics aren't the deepest or whatever. But like, there's form and function, just like of uh, like, like you know, how well are the choruses crafted? How well are the verses crafted? But beyond. But there's, like, a function of, like, oh, this song makes me happy. The song makes me dance. Or, like, this song lets me cry or something like that. And, like, I think this this album works really well on a function level. Like, this is... It does what it needs to do really well, I think. I don't know. Like, not to say, like, the form isn't there either. I just think this metaphor isn't really well thought through. Or, like, there's not a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, um, I, I, I like this song. Like, I like the song. Um, I like how each song sounds different from the other one. Like, um, her husband is someone she loves to show off to the world and it makes her feel confident in herself. That's nice. That's really nice. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm being very dismissive, but it is nice. Like, oh, I, yeah. people are going to hate me. <laughs> Regardless of what I thought about this album, like, I could give this a t- 10 out of 10 and like, people are like, I don't like how this guy yells all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's get into uh, Wonder Woman. Um, What do you think of Wonder Woman? Um, I I liked Wonder Woman. Like, it it wasn't really, like, a standout or anything like that. Um, But I really liked the concept of it and everything. Like, again, that's very emotionally mature, like... Hey, like I'm just a human. You're just a human. Like let's just like be people and not put each other up on a pedestal. Like you're not going to yeah. be my Superman. I'm not going to be your Wonder Woman. Like we are just human beings. Yeah. All I need is a place to land. I don't need a Superman. Like that's really. I think that's really well written. I think that's really. Um, it's really, really like. Again, very mature. Very like. Um, I think this is like, this is like the, one of the songs of like something very, like one of the songs with like the most unique take, I, I'd say, uh, of the album. Um, like this is a, a t- this is like, just like some of the songs, like they're great, but like, it's also like, you know, I miss my mom or like, um, you know, or, uh, you know, I, to love, you gotta let it go sometimes. But this is like, 
a little more nuance of like, you know, you get, we have to ha stop having idealized versions of each other to make a relationship work. I think it's great. Um, <laughs> when Maybe it's just me, but like Casey Musgraves doesn't seem like a DC Universe buff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think she has a very, I think she's seen both of those movies once and like decided to write this song. <laughs> well, um, I think that somebody could write this song without having even seen either oh, of those. Just just knowing the basic iconography of like yeah. these characters. Well, because like, those are like... the two most like iconic characters of like it's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Like, like why not it. throw a reference to DC's Swamp Thing? <laughs> or I, I looked up like obscure DC heroes and one's called the heckler <laughs> and he's in like over a hundred issues <laughs> that's real <laughs> what does he do just you watch that's gonna be the best uh, DC movie because they are uh, currently batting well, one because they have Wonder Woman, but like, oof. Well, I think I think there's like an issue where like um, the heckler like interrupts Louis Louis C.K.'s show, and he's like, <laughs> and like you know what? That's heroic. I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Let's get to High Horse. Um, love it. Uh, love it. Love it. So good. I love it so much. <laughs> This um, is something, like, something that I love about Casey Musgraves is just the, um, snark, I guess. Like, the, yes. um, like, just calling out the, like, fucking arrogant guy, like, that she's talking about in this. And, like, she has a lot of songs on her first album, like, where she has that kind of style. Like, uh, Blowin' Smoke is a really good one, like... Uh, where she's just kind of uh, talking about like somebody who thinks that like they're too good for like the small town life, and it's basically just kind of like uh, like setting the scene. You work at a restaurant, you're gossiping about the person who left to get a better life, and yeah. uh, like she <laughs> has a lot of songs like that on her earlier album, and I think that that's something that I missed a lot on this album. Is like that. Yeah, it's very. General a lot style. of it's very sincere. Yeah, I think you put you, you hit the nail on the head. Where this is like, this like immediately speaks to me because it's so snarky, and um, like she the and the way she writes snark is so sharply written. I think. Like, yes. Your classic in the wrong way is such an awesome line that is so cool. Like. Yes. And, like. Just like I bet you think you're John Way, like shooting down blah blah blah. Like it's like, and I also think it's like one of the crossover, you know, where she like meshes the genres that really really works. Like the yeah, disco I in the know. country. Yeah, I know. It's like really groovy. Yes, it's. I can't think of a better word for it. It it's a bop, baby. It is. <laughs> um. Yeah, and like the country elements don't feel shoehorned in. They feel very authentic. They feel real. Um. Yeah, like, it's not like, oh, I gotta mention a cowboy. Or, like, it's like, yeah, it's like, she's, like, using, she's writing it in a way that's country. But, like, uh, yeah, I think it's great song. I think it's like, my favorite on the album, personally. Yeah, um, this is probably, this is my favorite on the album as well. Yeah. Um, there are a few others that I really like, but, like. Yeah. 
this is what I love about Kate C. Musgraves is like the stuff in this song. So yes, also like she looks very pretty in this video. Okay, that's the end of our segment. (laughs) Andrew is a sexist pig. (laughs) (laughs) Let's play the theme song. Click. Oh, this segment is actually Andrew's entire life. Speaking about my entire life, Golden Hour. I really took a shot with that. I didn't. That didn't make any sense. Um, no. Golden Hour. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful sentiment. Like this is again. This is like her. This out. Al- this whole album and like especially this song is just like the plateau of reaching this contentment and happiness of her life. Like all the struggles she had has culminated to this point where she can like be at peace and. Um, I'm happy for her. I'm very happy for her. Good for her. You sound like angry happy for her. Like, I'm very uh, happy uh, for uh, her. But... I don't know. She, like, <laughs> I think she's pretty. I'm kidding. I think she's pretty, but she should make more music for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, like, um, but like, um, it's because she took, like in the first song, a slow burn to life. Where, you know, the things that I like. I also really like. Um, I like the lyric. I used to get sad and lonely when the sun went down, but it's different now because I like love the light that I found in you. Where the, the, she's in the same scenario. She's like just like a change of perspective and like a change, like just growing up and having growth has changed her perspective on like the same thing, um, on like her like what could be. I think there is like truth, like this isn't, I feel like this is a big statement, but like not like too, maybe a little too general, but like, I think there's truth to say that like, you know, even if everything's going right, if your attitude isn't good, then you might not be able to appreciate it. And I really like this song. I, um, I think that there's a lot of warmth to it. And like, uh, like I said, this album like, it's got so many, like, love songs. Like, something that she said about it is that, like, she, uh, it's the first album that she wrote, like, more with her heart, whereas all the other ones were, like, more with her brain. Um, and, uh, like, I think that in this song, like, it especially shows because it just has, like, this, um, like, warmth that you can just kind of, like, cozy up to i guess like it's very it's a very comfortable song but like not and i'm not saying that in a bad way or as like a burn on the song or anything like i uh actually really enjoy it and like um yeah i don't know i i hate when people just as a side note like i hate when people talk about like golden hour and like make a huge deal out of it and everything like even like as a photographer um like actually that is not my favorite time to take pictures um but it is a lot of uh clients favorite time to to take pictures um (laughs) and yeah uh but like I don't really um like it just really bothers me when people talk about like how special golden hour is and stuff but like I guess this song redeems it a little bit for me because like it uh she works with the concept in like a really good way yeah okay so now we're going to talk about 
I, I, you you go first with Rainbow. You get you, like, what do you think of Rainbow? I love Rainbow. Like that. You love Rainbow. Yeah, but you you questioned it like you don't. No, keep going, keep going. <laughs> no, <laughs> say what you were going. Okay, say. so I'll say the positive. I'll say the positives first. Um, I think the vocal performance is really nice, and I like. I love. I love like a good piano ballad, um, and maybe it's not the song itself. The song itself is, I think, pretty good, but like the video makes me mad. Oh, I haven't watched the video of any of these. Um, okay, but like the song itself is beautiful, and like I love piano ballads, and I think that like it is the perfect note to end the album on, and it's like emotional and like finding out i don't know just reading that uh she like apparently this is an older um song that she wrote which kind of shows um given like the difference in style from the other ones um mm-hmm. and uh like it's an older one that she wrote and she, it's the last one that she uh like she used to show uh these songs to, or she used to play some of her songs for her grandmother, apparently. And this was the last one that she uh, wrote before her grandma died. And like Mm -hmm. her grandma really liked it. So she ended up like uh, performing it at her funeral. And like, I don't know, just reading that story, like while listening to the song, is just like really, it like brought this emotion to it and stuff like hearing it, but like, I don't know. I think that, like, it's a sweet song, but, like, in a different way than the others. Like, in less of, like, a, oh, it's a sweet song, it's okay, and more of, like, a, oh, this is, like, a really, like, sweet song. Like, I love this. I don't know. Okay. If you can hear the difference in my tone. No, like, so, um, I, I had the video, like, pulled up on my thing, and <clears throat> so basically to, like, the people, uh, can you see it, by the way? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like turn. I turned. I off wasn't the audio. watching it while I was talking, but. <laughs> um, but like the idea of the video was like Casey, like they're like a bunch of like, they're a bunch of like uh, characters. Like there's a mom, uh, like taking care of a, like a young mother taking care of a baby. She's on the verge of a mental breakdown, and then there's like um, you know a kid exploring his sexuality while his parents argue. There's like an alcoholic guy. There's like, this lady. I don't know what she's up to, but like um. It's just like, uh, and then like Casey's just like, the way the way the video is framed is that um, these these really sad events will be happening, and then like Casey will just be like kind of looking at them, like you know, like this, like she'll just kind of be like looking at them and oh, like yeah, singing the song, and singing like... the song at them while they're not like acknowledging her. And to me, it really rubs me the wrong way because that's like it, it's a sympathy anthem. It's not. It's not. It's it's you, like her going, "Oh, that's sad," mm, and not like not not like um, willing to just like looking from the outside in, like, "Oh, that's sad." That's like your life is so sad, but like, don't worry, there's a rainbow out there. And it's just like it feels very hollow. It feels very, like, and I know the song is different from the the music video, but I feel like the music video video often illuminates the intention behind the song. And I feel like the way it's framed, it's like 
it's it's just like um again it's like a sympathy out like a way to make this video empathetic would be to like what if what if she's like one of the characters who's like having a hard time and like she's like not wearing makeup or whatever or like what if she like you know is this illuminated figure but like leads one of the people to the rainbow or like something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I know. I was thinking like even if she just like intervenes in some way like and she actually like she's not like just this um look at this. like weird <laughs> third person. Um but like if she actually like intervenes and like uh shows them like what she's talking about and stuff and like tries to make things better for them then like i think that that would be great but like i think that you're right the video she's just kind of like looking on and saying like oh like that's sad like it's like it's the same issue i have with logic where he's like um here's a here's a mom in poverty here's a gay kid here's a uh, here's the immigration issues what are we going to do about it peace love positivity of, of all genders sexuality like that's not an answer like that's not you didn't do there are steps in between that like wait that's the same that's, problem that you have with what was the logic the art logic the artist oh. logic um he's like this like perform performative woke woke rapper guy and <clears throat> It's just, like, it really, like, I think you're doing the first step of, like, making people aware of these types of people with these problems, but not, like, doing anything, like, it's just, it's just, like, for, sh I feel like it's, like, part of it's just, like, exploitative in a way. Part of it's just, like, I don't know. I don't like it. Like, I don't, I, I respect it more after hearing the story about Casey seeing this at her grandmother's funeral and stuff, but I don't, the way, the video, I don't like the video, like. Uh, I feel like I feel like a Debbie Downer, but like, <laughs> no, really, that's really fine. The video kind of does suck, but if you ignore the video, like apparently uh, they also um, like uh, would regular. Well, actually, let me pull that up so that I don't like uh, misquote the thing. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, she said that, uh, like, it, uh, every night in the studio they would end the session, uh, turning all the lights off and, uh, just sitting by the piano and recording a live version of Rainbow. Um, yeah. so, like, there's that, too. Like, it's, um, obviously, like, something that meant a little bit. Like, if that helps, I guess, for your perception of no, it. I, I read that. I read that. Story. Yeah. <laughs> something that meant a little bit more to them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about the grand... I didn't know about, like, her grandmother. But, like... And uh, that was part of why it was bothering me. It was because, like, there's no indication she kind of went through something like this. Like, uh, like of course, like, people go through stuff like this. Or, like, this, these dark times. But, like, you know... I don't, it, again, the vagueness doesn't help either. Like... Kesha's rainbow, honestly, is a does a better job of. It's the exact same sentiment, but the it's an empathy anthem instead. I I'm yeah. It's like that's a great song. Like I might put that on my play. I might change my choice now <laughs> to like offset this song. Um, but yeah. Um, I, so that's so, um. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say. Um, looking at the um. Um, 
looking at the genius page, I see uh, a quote that I didn't see on here before, um, which like just reminds me of a thing. Um, so uh, apparently um, she was asked if she hopes that the song Rainbow becomes an anthem in the um, queer community. And uh, she said, I feel a kinship and a friendship with that community. They really opened my eyes up to a lot of different things that I wasn't aware of growing up in a small town in Texas. I will always be an ally and a strong supporter. Rainbow is something that I can dedicate to that community, but also to anyone who has any kind of uh, weight on their shoulders. It was written as a message to my own self, but anyone who is feeling like they need that is welcome to run with it. Like, I don't know, that answer bothers me. And like... Oh, it bothers I, you. Okay. Well, yeah, it bothers me um, because, like, I don't like. For one thing, uh, I've heard of Casey Musgraves referred to as a uh, gay icon, which got me kind of like excited. Like, oh, like is um, is she gay? Like, is this an actual like queer country artist? Because I don't know, like a ton of them um and like that would be huge but apparently like no that's because uh she's such a big ally and i really hate like uh artists who are not gay being referred to as gay icons well like i I will say like i don't think she's going around calling herself a gay no i don't think that she is it just bothers me like uh, that people do call her that. Like, it's not a problem that I have with her. It's a problem that I have with fans, I guess. Um, because like, I would imagine, like, people in the queer community, like, doing that to, like, to her, in a sense. Like, well, yeah, that... and I'm not saying, like, this This is an inter-community problem that I have, I guess. And maybe this isn't the correct place to vent it because, like of you not being a part of the community, but like, uh, it's just, uh, something that I hear a lot about different artists. Like, uh, I also heard that about, uh, like when I was reading, uh, for the Fleetwood Mac episode, like, uh, I heard of like Stevie Nicks being referred to as a like gay icon, apparently. And like, there are so many um, different artists who are, and like, some of them are like actually not even like all that great towards the queer community, and it just bothers me. I guess as like a little bit of a tangent, but uh, yeah. like again, like not put, not making anyone your Wonder Woman of like, th- th- I feel like doing that to anybody is like setting yourself up for disappointment. Like this is our this is the person who's going to save us or like, you know, this is who represents us completely. Like, I feel like that's setting yourself up for failure, like regardless of who you are. Um, well, yeah. Uh, and then you've got people like Lady Gaga who like makes her career on the backs of queer people, but then like doesn't actually like listen to them, like to their criticisms and their comments and everything. And like, she has literally like rolled her eyes in interviews, like when people start questions with like so like, uh, like with something about like uh, the uh, queer community. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah, but um, yeah. Anyway, that's a huge tangent. It's just like 
something yeah. that uh, no, bothers me, off. I guess. Yeah. yeah, go off. Like, and, I went uh, off on my thing, you know, so, like. Yeah, well, and it uh, influenced my um, choice for my song, I guess, too, but we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, so let's get into our final ratings for the album. Um, you know, how this works is, like, well, we'll, you know, give our final thoughts and then rate this album on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, and you like one to ten something from the album, like a reference from the album. So Ezra, do you want to go first for that? Uh, yeah, I will give it um, a. I'll give it seven out of ten chrysalises. <laughs> <laughs> chrysalises. <laughs> and uh, that's just uh, all around. I think that it's a pretty like solid album. It's. Um, I didn't give it a higher rating, I guess, because, like, it didn't, um, there wasn't, like, a whole lot that, like, resonated on a super deep level with me. Um, it was mostly, uh, just, um, like, kind of, I don't know, it was, like, great musically in some places, and, um, pretty good like lyrically in some places but like it uh there just wasn't it like felt hollow in a lot of places i guess yeah. oh okay yeah so you agree with me <laughs> a little bit yeah. <laughs> yeah um but uh there were a few songs that i thought were really great and so like i was like de- i guess like 7.5 because like I was, uh, there were, there are certain songs that when I think about them, I want to like rate it higher, but like overall as an album, like I guess seven out of 10 is the best way to put it. Okay. So we'll put for yours like seven or 7.5 out of 10 chrysalis. Um, (laughs) okay. So my score would be, um, a seven, like, uh, 6.9 or, (laughs) or seven. I just We're not doing 6.9. Fuck you. <laughs> this actually might be as the, the feature, like, Andrew is a sexist pig. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Okay, I'll give it a 7 out of 10 um, grandma tears. Um, in that oh, my God. It... What? <laughs> um, I, I, I did, for the record, I did not know about that before I rated the <laughs> Before, like I didn't know about the grandmother's story before. Um, Fuck I was just you, in grandma. reference to slow burn. <laughs> um, <clears throat> slow. Um, um, it's a very um, pleasant album. It's I um, the the hooks and melodies are really good, and um, but I just feel like it falls into like um, being very vague with the lyricism and like. Uh, her working in sincerity rather than snark doesn't quite suit her strong her her gifts as well. Like I feel like like High Horse is her best song because it's it plays into her strengths of being snarky and sarcastic and like playful in that way. And I just like this is like very 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 earnest. And yeah, I don't know. I like I uh, um. I love the production. I like I like it when like the mo- the new mixes with the old, like uh, futurism meets traditionalism. Um, but and I'll probably revisit this album, like turn it on. Um, but it's not something I'll like go for like 
catharsis or like lyrical content in any way. So uh, seven out of ten grandma tears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're not the final word. Um, you are. That's right. You decide our score. No, that's not it. Um, that's it. Um, <laughs> you know, email us. You know, you can email us. You can Twitter us. You can Facebook us. You can slide into our DMs. <laughs> and um, yeah, like uh, l- let us know what you think about the album, or let us know if we got anything wrong. You could mansplain or send hate mail to us. Please so, send um, hate mail. Um, so um, let's get into our playlist choice. The I've been mean to listen to that. And I did. Playlist. Playlist. We got to work on that. Like, um, anyways. Intentionally awkward. My brand. Yeah. Like a baby. Oh, wow. Okay, so what is your choice for the I've been mean to listen to that and I did playlist? So uh, my choice is um, a song that was uh, featured at the Grammys last, last year, I believe. Yeah, it was last year. Um, and it was uh, The Joke by Brandy Carlisle. Let's play that right now. Click. It's <laughs> a funny joke. It's not a funny joke. <laughs> it's actually um, a very, like sad like serious song um and uh it is by an artist who kind of like crosses through a lot of genres but uh she is like an actual like country queer icon so yeah brandy carlisle look her up the joke by brandy carlisle okay yeah i'm very excited to listen to that the joke uh, isn't. Pick. Sorry, I was just going to say the so, joke. Go, go, go the joke isn't like as country in style, but uh, it's still like it is definitely like one of her most uh, like poignant songs, and so like definitely like worth the listen. So like check it out on the playlist and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, because it's kind of an emergency, I'm gonna do two choices. Um, the first choice, um, you know, some of you, I imagine, will be complaining, oh, Andrew picks a lot of mainstream choices, like Kendrick Lamar and, uh, like, uh, Billy Joel. So here, I'm gonna do a freaking indie band for you that's, like, super indie, and you're gonna think I'm cool, and you're gonna be happy and like me for a change. Um, the pick I'm gonna choose is... (laughs) is called Space by Maddie Sipes and the Painted Blue. Let's play that right now. Click. So this is like an indie band from like San Francisco, I believe. And uh, the way I got to know them was because the band member, one of the band members liked my Instagram post. <laughs> and I discovered they're a musician and I really like their stuff. And um, this song is like um, very relatable in that it's, it's like, it's a very like sad song about like wanting to like contact someone, wanting to get close to someone, but giving, but choosing, but having the very mature choice to give 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 the 
whoever space give them space and like it also like has this vocoder and like harmonies that is very similar to Casey Musgraves um, it's a great song I love it a lot and my second pick is gonna be Rainbow by Kesha click so this song rules and is better than Casey Musgraves version this pretty much the same message but just like takes those extra steps and is so gentle and loving and the, the, the vocal performance makes me cry it's so cathartic um, that whole album is close to perfect I think um, but like basically like she um, Kesha like went through a lot like abuse from her like uh, manager I believe and or like her producer or something like that and um, went through a lot of trauma had to go to rehab and then like wrote these really, really beautiful but intense songs. Um, Praying is also good, but I'm not going to put it on the playlist. Um, so I implore you to check out her music. Um, she is, I don't think she's queer, but like, like she is a queer, like she is, she is to some people, I'm not going to like definitively say, but like to some, she's a queer icon, quote unquote. She's also like, well, I will say she's also like an ordained minister to like, she like marries um, queer people. So like, that's nice. Um, okay, so that's it. Um, thanks for showing up, everybody. And now we're going to have a closing sentiment to close off the episode. Okay, ready? Here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that, that horse to, to the, the old town, town road. road. I'm, I'm a... a Ride till, till I, can't I can't no, no more. more. Thanks for showing up, everybody. Thank you so much. That was a great episode. I'd like to thank my cast and crew. Um, thank you all. Have a great day.